I didn't even have any of this in my notes. I was just feeling that this morning. Why are we so downtrodden? Why are we so fearful? Heaven forbid if we all left the earth right now, he who has the Son has life as in Jesus with Jesus forever. We fear the unknown. We don't have any control anyway. We think we have all this control. What do we have control over? What you're going to eat this afternoon? That's it? Do you have life this morning? That's the most important thing. You know, a lot of times as Christians, we don't pray like we should until the, the fight comes to your door or to your house. You don't push in to the Spirit. You don't push in the way we should. Why? Because, unfortunately, if it's not affecting me, I'm going to continue to do what I want to do. The Lord loves you too much to let that happen. Amen. John 14, 1. Let not your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. I am the way, the truth, and the life. John 14, 6. We start, you gotta start you gotta start speaking this stuff over your life. Guess what? Because other things are being spoke over you. You gotta what did Jesus do when he encountered Satan? He didn't sit there and say, Oh He didn't try to argue with him in, in, in normal human language. He started quoting the word to me. The word the word was quoting the word. And guess what? When Jesus got filled with the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit led him into the wilderness. How many people today would say that isn't the Holy Spirit? The Holy Spirit won't lead you in stuff like that. Well, it did our God. And the enemy comes to him at the weakest time after 40 days after he's hungry. And a lot of times the enemy comes to you at your weakest time. Whispers in your ear. What if? If you are the Son of God. He knows he was the Son of God. I just want the whole reason of this. I want people to understand who he is. I'm not up here for Chris Goodman or Lyle. I'm up here because of who he is. There's no other reason to do this. Churches across the country have enough people in the pulpit for who they want to be. No, we serve Jesus. Let me be very clear this morning. I serve a risen Savior that has hope, that wants to change everybody in here, that wants to change me. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. He who has the Son has life. Amen. Do you have life this morning? How was your week? Think back on your week. Amen. If I could see your week this morning, I could tell if you love Jesus or not. If I could walk with you this past week, I could see... What your relationship was like. And look, none of this was what I planned to say. Church, we need a move of God. Amen. Is there something in your spirit that tells you that if we don't get a move of God, then we'll perish? Don't be discouraged this morning. Don't be in despair this morning. Don't be fearful this morning. You serve the living king. Amen. Can I get that 
Can I get you to understand that this morning? Don't become numb to these things. Don't sit in church Sunday after Sunday and get numb to He is our God. Don't get numb to your sins are forgiven. Don't get numb to this stuff. Because if you get numb to it, it'll have no impact. You, this is why we're called to examine ourselves to see whether you are in the faith. Every day. There's not a day that has to go by that you don't align yourself with the Lord. Every day you have to make a decision. Because guess what? A war doesn't stop. It's, it's, this is a war for your soul. I, I had a sermon claim on being discouraged, and I just want to highlight some of the things. Discouragement is not of God, but we all get discouraged. But you cannot live from that place. Everybody has fear that hits them or tries to come in. That's the enemy's number one tactic. And you know a lot of people never step into their calling of the Lord because of fear, because of what they think could happen. And it never happens. God is calling a church to rise up. He's calling prayer people to rise up. He's calling us not to, not to serve Him the way we want to serve Him, but the way that the Word of God says to serve Him. Hallelujah. Look, we can all miss it if we're not careful. We can all miss God no matter how long you've been walking with Him. We, we see that with David. We see that with Moses. They miss God. Even though they had been with him for X amount of years, that's why this walk is intentional and it's not based on how you feel. Because if it was based on how we feel, a lot of us would have never. We wouldn't even be here right now. You know, you felt the Holy Spirit. Discouragement means a loss of confidence or enthusiasm, dispiritedness. Do not give in to discouragement. The feeling of despair. How many, this is an inward question, how many of you are discouraged right now? But you'll sit here and we'll sing the songs and we'll put on the church smile and we'll say the church thing. Because why? Because religion can become a trap too. Because you always have to appear to be strong. You always have to appear to be somebody. I was telling Rocky this morning, no, I need more prayer than anybody. And I'm not ashamed to say that. If I feel the Holy Spirit prompting me to get prayer, I am, I'll be right here asking everybody to come and pray for me. Because it's not about me. And I don't even say that, I'm not, I'm not boasting of myself. I'm just saying, thank the Lord that I understand that. Look, the Christian walk is about understanding it's about understanding when you said the harsh thing. It's about understanding when you've acted in, in ignorance. Thank the Lord that you know those things. You can look at David. When Saul was chasing him. And I'm going to start in 1 Samuel 5.25, just to give some context. Our hope has to be found in the Word of God this morning. 
You know, I've seen Rocky, my mentor, go through a lot of things in his life. From his sugar going to 400, down to 60. From life challenges, his mom, his brother, his other brother needed open heart surgery, his one brother dying, Cindy's mom dying all within the same week. I've seen him struggle to do certain things, but guess what? He never complains. Why? You have to ask yourself, why do some people understand it? And why do other people struggle? It's the same spirit. It's about spending time with him. And that's why we stress it here. You're not going to grow if you don't spend time with the Lord. It's that simple. If you're spending more time on Facebook due to your screen time than you are in the Word of God, that's why you're having trouble. First Samuel 5.25 says, Then David, I just want you to have this for some context. Then David set out and went to the place where Saul had camped. He saw where Saul and Abner, son of Ner, the commander of the army, had laid down. Saul was laying inside the camp with the army encamped around him. David then asked Ahimelech, the Hittite, and Abishai, son of Zerah, Joab's brother, who will go down to the camp with me to Saul? I'll go with you, said Abishai. So David and Abishai went with the army by night. And there was Saul lying asleep inside the camp with his spear stuck in the ground near his head. Abner and the soldiers were laying around him. Abishai said to David, Today God has delivered your enemy into your hands. Now let me pin him to the ground with one thrust of the spear. I won't strike him twice. But David said to Abishai, Don't destroy him. Who can lay a hand on the Lord's anointed and be guiltless? As surely as the Lord lives, he says, the Lord himself will strike him. Or his time will come and he will die. Or he will go into battle and perish. But the Lord forbid that I should lay a hand on the Lord's anointed. Now get the spear and water jug that are near his head and let's go. So David took the spear and water jug near Saul's head, and they left. No one saw or knew about it, nor did, it, nor did anyone wake up. They were all sleeping because the Lord had put them into a deep sleep. Then David crossed over to the other side and stood up on top of the hill some distance away. There was a wide space between them. He called out to the army and to Abner, son of Nair. Aren't you going to answer me, Abner? Abner replied, Who are you and who calls to the king? David said, You're a man, aren't you? And who is like you in Israel? Why didn't you guard the Lord your king? Someone came to destroy your Lord the king. What you have done is not good. As surely as the Lord lives, you and your men must die, because you did not guard your master, the Lord's anointed. Look around you. Where are the king's spear and water jug that were near his head? Saul recognized David's voice and said, Is that your voice, David, my son? David replied, Yes, it is, my lord, the king. And he added, Why is the Lord pursuing his servant? What have I done? And what wrong am I guilty of? 
Now let the now let my lord the king listen to his servant's words. If the Lord has incited you against me, then may he accept an offering. If, however, people have done it, may they be cursed before the Lord. They have driven me today from the share in the Lord's inheritance and have said, Go serve other gods. Now do not let my blood fall to the ground for the, from the presence of the Lord. The king of Israel has come out to look for a flea as one hunts a partridge in the mountains. Then Saul said, I have sinned. Come back, David, my son, because you considered my life precious today. I will not harm you again. Surely I have acted like a fool and been terribly wrong. Here is the king's spear, David answered. Let one of your young men come over and get it. The Lord rewards everyone for their righteousness and faithfulness. The Lord delivered you into my hands today, but I would not lay a hand on the Lord's anointed. As surely as I valued your life, so many, so many, so may the Lord value my life and deliver me from all trouble. Then Saul said to David, "May you be blessed, David, my son. You will do great things and surely triumph." So David went away, and Saul returned home. So you have this interaction between David and Saul. Chapter twenty-seven is where the where the discouragement uh, kicks in. But you have to understand, before all this, before all this, in 1 Samuel, 1 Samuel 16, 13, Samuel had took the horn of oil and anointed him in the presence of his brothers. And from that day on, the Spirit of the Lord came powerfully upon David. Samuel then went to Ramah. So here you have a man that was anointed. This Holy Spirit's on him. He knows that he's going to be king, but he's running. He's running for a long time. He starts to get discouraged because he had been running for so long. Discouragement, despair, fear, all of them, I, I believe, kind of live together in the same house. Where you find like anxiety, worry, you normally find a bunch of other things. So after all that, he said, when Saul said, I have sinned, you know, I won't, I won't try to harm you. In 1 Samuel chapter 27, one through seven. But David thought to himself, one of these days I will be destroyed by the hand of Saul. The best thing I can do is escape to the land of the Philistines. Then Saul will give up searching for me anywhere in Israel, and I will slip out of his hand. So David and the 600 men with him left and went over to Achish, son of Moak, king of Gath. David and his men settled in Gath with Achish. Each man had his family with him, and David had his two wives, Ahinoam of Jezreel and Abigail of Carmel, the widow of Nabal. When Saul was told that David had fled to Gath, he no longer searched for him. Then David said to Achish, If I have found favor in your eyes, let a place be assigned to me in one of the country towns, that I may live there. Why should your servant live in a royal city with you? So on that day, Achish king or Achish gave him Ziklag, and it belonged to the kings of Judah ever since. David lived in Philistine territory a year and four months. Why? Because he thought to himself. He thought to himself. This is a man that knew had the Holy Spirit. If you look at David's life, he inquired of the Lord at least nine times throughout his life. 
but he did not hear. Why? Because he was discouraged. And that's what I was saying earlier. We can miss it. David had been walking. He had already been anointed. He knew the kingdom was his. But we, as people, get discouraged easily. Because why? Because of our own thoughts. So David, getting discouraged, was now enemies of Israel. So discouragement brought him out of the land that he was supposed to inherit into a place fighting the very people he was supposed to be leading. Think about that. That was what the enemy. Discouragement will have you living in a land of your enemies fighting against your calling. Are you discouraged this morning? Are, are you having tons of thoughts go through your mind this morning? David was fighting against the very thing he was supposed to be doing for God. And a lot of times when we live in hopelessness, when we live in these places, we just say, that's just how I am. That's just how my mom was. That's just how my grandma was. Stop saying those things over your life. We just saying that I am a child of God. I am who you say I am. Are you who he says he says you are this morning? Or are you what Tom or Jim said about you yesterday? Or about what your unsafe friends or somebody said about you? Who are you believing on this morning? Discouragement will have you in captivity. It'll have you going against your calling. It'll have you believing things that have never happened. Being discouraged is not of the Lord because He calls us to be hopeful. If you go on to read in chapter 28, verse 1 and 2, in those days the Philistines gathered their forces to fight against Israel. Achish said to David, you must understand that you and your men will accompany me. So he had found favor with this king and my army. David said, then you will see for yourself what your servant can do. Achish replied, very well, I will make you my bodyguard for life. So now, now you have David accepting the will of the enemy for his life. He was discouraged. Now he's in a land that he should have never been in. He's captive now, but he's buying into it. And now he's had found favor. Now he's, he's content where he is. Discouragement will have you content in a plan that God never meant for you to be in. Hopelessness will have you looking for answers in all the wrong places. And that's what David was doing. He, the king had said, I'll make you my bodyguard for life. And you don't, you don't have David going, no, that's okay. i got to get back over to my side. No, David was ready for that. He was ready to, to show the king what he could do. Why? Because he had one thought. One thought changed his whole next year and four months of his life. He left the territory of his inheritance to go be whoever he was to be in this other land, and he was fine with it. Why? Because he believed his own thought. Are you believing your own thoughts this morning that go against the Word of God? Or are you saying, no, I'm going to submit my thoughts to what the Word of God says, and I will change my thoughts to this Word of God? Amen. This is important, and you see a guy that talked with the Lord. 
We know that this was not the will of God for David. But I'm telling you this morning, God has a plan for your life, and so does the enemy. You will be living in a land that you should have never been living in if you're given into thoughts that you should never be given into. David had inquired of the Lord three times before this moment. So he knew God. He had knew what his inheritance was. Samuel had poured the oil on him and said, you're going to be king over Israel. But he had already said in his heart that I'm fine with being this, body, this, this king's bodyguard for life. God did not call you to be hopeless this morning. Doesn't that give you such... That should make your spirit rise up. If something comes your way and you're a born-again believer, it's because God allowed it. It's not because the enemy's all-powerful. The enemy has delegated authority. Do you know when he took... Do you know when uh, Satan took Jesus up to the mountaintop and said, if you, if you bow down and worship me, all this will be yours? Did you know what Jesus didn't say? He didn't say you don't have that authority to do that. Because guess what? Satan has that delegated authority because God allows it. But Jesus didn't get in unnecessary arguments with Satan. There was no point. He just quoted the word to him. So you need to, I don't care if you got to put flashcards all over your house. When you close the mirror, I am who you say I am, Lord. You're coming into agreement with truth. You have, people come over and they see Bible verses all over your house when you pull up the forts. There's Bible verses when you're, when you're doing all kinds of things. Why? Because you need to be putting in the good twice as much as the bad. Because when you think on a bad thing, that thing tries to stick in here. Amen. Let people leave there going, Woo, I felt something different in there. You know, when I moved out of my last place, I've moved a couple of times. Since I've been <laughs> when I moved out of my last place, the upstairs neighbor, I was living over here or over in Boca, and the upstairs neighbor comes down, and she goes, Woo, it feels good in here. I'm like, what do you mean by that? She goes, the energy's good in here. I said, I just want to be very clear that that's from prayer. Amen. I wanted her to know that it wasn't a stone that I grabbed down here at Spiritual Journey. That it wasn't a horoscope under my pillow. I wanted her to know that that was the power of the living God. And that's where I get my hope from. You get your hope this morning from Him. You get your hope from the Lord this morning. Where are you drawing your strength from? from? Where are you drawing it from? He did not call you to be hopeless. This is why what we think on matters the most. So if you're struggling today, listen, it's okay because we all do it. To say that I never struggle, Lyle, Pete, this is not real. Everybody here has moments. Look, even John the Baptist, after he baptized Jesus, he sent his disciples to him and said, are you the one that is to come? Because he even started doubting that Jesus was the one. And what did Jesus say? Yes, the blind, are, are, the blind see, the lame walk, and we preach the gospel to the poor. If you're thinking on things, listen, the, the thing is, is the enemy doesn't come in as a big red guy with horns. He comes in subtly. Oh yeah, you can spend that extra hour watching another sitcom that has filth in it that you shouldn't be watching. Mm -hmm. And then we wonder why we struggle. Mm 
And we wonder, where's God? Well, you just spent six hours watching Netflix and three minutes saying the Lord's Prayer. Well, that's the reason. And you know, if you ever want, if you ever can't sleep, you get out your Bible, start reading, and I, I, I'm sure you get really sleepy right away. And I don't know why that is, but because the enemy don't want you spending time in it. But we can sit here and say all the right things and smile and be miserable inside. And, and then just have to pass it on like we're supposed to live this way. Stop. David was willing to stay there. But if you go read in Sam, 1 Samuel chapter 29, the commanders of the Philistines started to get a little worried about David. So here what I believe is you have God entering into the situation. And God's changing it because David was willing to accept it, but he had a calling on his life. This was God. So they turned him away. They turned him away. Because they didn't trust him after all that. 1 Samuel 31-6 David and his men reached the Ziklag on the third day. Now the Amalekites had raided the Negev and, the, and Ziklag. They had attacked the Ziklag and burned it. And they had taken captive the women and everyone else in it, both young and old. They killed none of them, but carried them off as they went on their way. When David and his men reached Ziklag, they found it destroyed by fire, and their wives and sons and daughters taken captive. So David and his men wept aloud until they had no strength left to weep. David's two wives have been captured. Ahinanam of Jezreel and Abigail, the widow of Nabal of Carmel. David was greatly distressed because the men were thinking about stoning him, were talking of stoning him. Each one was bitter in spirit because of his sons and daughters. But David found strength in the Lord. Some of you here today are greatly distressed. You don't know where else to turn. And I'm going to tell you, there's nowhere else to turn but Jesus. Nowhere else to go. Where is there if I where is there to go out? Where where else would I go? You are hopeless, but God has not called you to live in that land. God has called each and every one of you to come out among them. You have to strengthen yourself in the Lord today. You know what I you know. How I believe David strengthened himself in the Lord. He started remembering all the things the Lord had already done through him. You want to strengthen yourself in the Lord? I told you, you should, this year, you need to write down all the good things the Lord's done for you. When you start feeling hopeless, you start feeling down. Oh Lord, I remember that one time I didn't know how I was going to pay my house payment, but you brought me through. Oh, Lord, I did not know how that one time I was going to put gas in my car, but you filled up my tank. Lord, I did not know how I was going to eat my next meal, but you, but I did, Lord. You, David started remembering all the times how the Lord kept his life from Saul. He started remembering the time that he slew the lion and the bear. He started thinking about Goliath. 
And how the Lord was with him when he, when he conquered Goliath and cut his head off. Yep. Amen. You need to remember, that's how you strengthen yourself in the Lord. You remember what he did for you. You remember the pit that he brought you out of. You remember the darkness, darkness that he brought you from. The hopelessness. Do you know why I'm so passionate about things? It's not because I'm a great person or anything. It's because I remember what he did. I remember what the Lord did for me, and I want to see it done for each person in here. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Nobody in here is perfect, and we're not calling you to be perfect. But the Christian walk is knowing when you violate God's word and you truly repent of it. David was anointed. He was chosen. David had the Holy Spirit on him. And look at what he went through. You know, you have people, you're a Christian, you have people look at you and say, oh, look at what you're going through. Are you sure you're serving the right God? Because why? Do we think that we're not going to go through things? I mean, honestly, do we think that we're not that we're just that life's just going to be happy all the time? No, there's a time for everything the Bible teaches. Right. Time to feel happy. There's a time to cry. There's a time to be born. Amen. <clears throat> but I'm telling you, you have to be rooted. There's no time left to play. Do you, do you see how the Bible teaches that God will send a strong delusion because we don't turn back? I mean, do you not see the delusion started? Do we understand what is going on that we literally have to ask what a woman is? Do we see that, though? I mean, I'm just I'm just trying to get you to think. Do we understand? Do you understand the times? The, of course, we don't know when Jesus is coming back. But the Bible says those that believe on him will not be caught off guard. You'll know the signs and times. Amen. Can you see it? Jesus is coming back, y'all. He's coming. Are you ready? Are you? Do you have? Do you have oil in your lamps today? Listen. How awful it would be to hear this your whole life and miss it. Jesus is coming back. Are you ready? We have to make laws that biological men can't compete in women's sports. Or that men are women and women are men or men are having babies and women. Uh, what? But no, but no, it's not it's not a laughing matter though, because it's it's the deception of the mind. People out there are buying into it. They're coming after the kids, like Lyle said this morning. How do we spend our money? Do you know why they keep coming after it? Because we we don't we choose we can't go without Disney. We would rather see Thor than go without seeing Thor. And I know that's not popular, but look, that's that's the truth. They wouldn't do it if if, if the church of collective believers stood up against it. 
But look, you have to love them. It can't be. It's it, there's a fine line. Look, Christianity is a line, and you can't. You have to walk the straight line. You can't be hateful and expect to change people. You hate the sin. You love the sinner. Same way he hated my sin, but loved me. The same patience that the Lord exercised with me and you, you got to exercise it with everyone else. Amen. There are dying people out there that have no hope. They don't know where to turn. A lot of them are on a lot of different things to even help them sleep. But I ask you today, are you hopeless? Are you barely holding it together? You strengthen yourself in the Lord. Don't be discouraged. You're not what everybody says about you. <clears throat> You're not what your parents even say about you. You're what he says about you. We just sing it. We know the heartache that David went through when he sinned with Bathsheba. The Lord said the sword will now never leave your home. Our, our actions have consequences, especially when we know him. Then he went with the whole thing of son trying to take over his kingdom and him running from that too and he missed it as well but he had a heart of repentance and that's what God is expecting out of each one of us Amen. a heart of repentance the Christian lives with a heart of repentance Amen. and you humble yourself when you know you're wrong and you repent of it Amen. you look at what David went through you look at Hey, Dixon, come on up. David was chosen. David had the Holy Spirit on him. And he went through a lot of things in life, but the Lord brought him through it all. Just like Paul was anointed, chosen and called by God. Paul says in 2 Timothy... 3, 10 through 11. You, however, know all about my teachings, my way of life, my purpose, faith, patience, love, endurance, persecutions, sufferings. What kinds of things happened to me in Antioch, Iconum, and Lystra? The persecutions I endured, yet the Lord rescued me from them all. A relationship of God that costs nothing is worth nothing. We can't have it easy all the time and have the greatest anointing ever. We're going to have to go through some things. But the whole point, it's not about you. It's about a dying world out there that doesn't know Jesus. So I ask you today, are you discouraged? Some of you need to be delivered from despair this morning. You don't see a way out of your circumstances or your situation, but thank God we don't base things off what we know. Thank God it's not about what I know, it's not about what you know, but it's about who He is and what He knows and what His Word says to be true. We need a move of God. We need God to change us. I don't care if you've been walking with the Lord 100 years or two months. You need a move of God because, listen, many will say to him on that day, 
didn't I do such and such in your name? And he'll say plainly, depart from me. I never knew you. Why? Because they, they were deceived in their own mind. It's, it's, it's their own glory. You can't stand there in your own glory. You have none. You have to understand that what he chooses to do through you is a gift. And you thank him and you humble yourself because he can do it through anything. He doesn't need you or I to accomplish His will. But you understand that, and then that's when the fear of the Lord starts to come in. Lord, thank you that you're using me, Lord. Thank you that I feel your Holy Spirit, and you don't have to let me feel. Thank you for your promises, Lord. Thank you for your goodness in my life, Lord. That's how you strengthen yourself in the Lord. You pull yourself up. When nobody else around you will speak life over you, you start speaking life over yourself. Let's all stand up this morning. So I'm just going to ask you, if you need prayer for discouragement, you're discouraged, you're hopeless, come up. It doesn't matter what anybody thinks. It doesn't matter what anybody thinks about you. It doesn't matter. You're on a, you're on a path by yourself. Christianity is so personal. Lord, help us. Help us to understand your purpose in life. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. There's more. There's more. Come on up. Come on up. That doesn't mean you're a less Christian. It doesn't mean you're weak. It means you recognize how strong the Lord is. Hallelujah, hallelujah. The altars are still open. If you need the Lord this morning, if you need Him to make a way where there seems to be no way, the anointing is here this morning. I can feel the anointing. Lord. Thank you, 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 Lord. Yes. Yes, Lord. We praise Your holy name. We praise Your holy name. Yes, Lord. Yes, 